Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So I'll start off with um, a rather incendiary uh, statement that today I would urge all of you in this room to really reflect upon your privilege of well, being young but also being born in the most developed part of the world. Um, and when it comes to the climate conversation, it's really amazing to hear about all the progress being made on the scientific front, on the corporate front, um, on the innovation front, um, and also in terms of the civil liberties that all of you have to be able to go out there and really engage yourselves in spaces where you're heard willingly by your leaders and your institutions. I want should I feel guilty about living in a society where people can speak freely and engage their leaders? Or should I be looking at the rest of the world and saying this is a better way to be and promoting that concept so others can achieve it even if it means bloody conflict? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. This is a speaker at Davos. Oh, Davos. It has uh, it has not disappointed in a um, being a place of some real, real bitterness and hatred of what we not only take for granted, but we... We, we recognize as the only way a free society can exist. The United States is different, much different. And it's, it's a shame that we have to work so hard to keep it different, but we do. But we do. What, what this woman is talking about, the idea of you come from these uh, industrialized nations, so you have privilege. You're young, so you have privilege. You didn't have to work hard for the climate crisis. And therefore, it creates for her this, this rationale that somehow it means you have to do more or you owe more. Almost half of the population um, comprises of people below the age of 29. But many young people feel that policymaking is just for policymakers, and by that I mean somebody old and somebody working in government. And there certainly is a disenfranchisement, okay, this is a difficult word, of um, young people from very important spaces of decision-making and of policy, and I've been privileged enough to be included in some of these spaces. And I often think to myself then, what do I do to share that privilege? Um, I heard this amazing phrase yesterday where um, a friend of mine said that there are doors that we can walk through, but it's important that you hold that door so that someone less privileged than you can walk through it. No. Your job is not to make it easier. 
Your job is to ensure there is no other obstacle other than the mind to get there. Now, there could be some natural obstacles that exist, and yes, money could be one of them. There also could be some other issues that exist that exist via natural lottery. As long as structurally there are no barriers, what is it that you want? I would say to you that uh, you talk about, this woman talks about having the luxury of being part of conversations about global warming. Uh, I'm starting to take a look at some of your policies and theories. I don't think you should have a seat at the table because what you believe is radical and dangerous for all those people behind you. Wanting to give people a, a, a hand up, not a hand out. I get that. I think that's incredibly rational, but that's on a charitable side. When it comes to, you know, people will talk about structural racism. Show me the structure. Institutionalized racism, show me the institution. That rarely comes up. The idea that somebody's a bigot, yeah, yeah, there are bigots out there. There are anti-Semites out there. And in Congress, I've got Representative Ilhan Omar and Representative Rashida Tlaib, and they get backed up by people like Representative Andre Carson. So I don't know, there's three. I will admit I've never heard Carson discuss the things the way uh, that Omar and Tlaib do. I, 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 I have to make sure that I'm always clear about that. I, 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 I'm not here to be told somehow I'm lucky for my existence and therefore I owe others. No, I don't owe others, I owe myself. And one of the things I owe myself is to ensure a society where I can continue to do the things I want. And if that's the case, other people will be able to do that too. But I don't owe it to you to give you a seat at the table when I think, well, you're just terrible. You earn your seat at the table and others earn their seat at the table. The World Economic Forum has a lot of talk about this, you're guilty, you're responsible, one world government kind of view. And this is just a part of it. And as you, you listen to the shows today, you'll see how they all kind of play into each other in a very, very dangerous way.